This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77 WABC. There they were on Sutton Place, overlooking the East River, raising the roof to celebrate the birthday, number 65, for Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I. And they were all there. And I'm the only show that's going to tell you exactly who was there and what was said on the Hush, Hush, Mush, Mush. This is your lunchtime edition of WABC. It's 45 minutes of rip and read and commentary. You want to call in, save it for the weekends because it's WABC always broadcasting, Curtis, taking your calls on the weekend and no freaking guests. Because guests give you a spin. You know what they're going to say. I read already. Who wants to hear them? So let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Oh, my God, the Cuomoites were partying hardy. In honor of the patriarch of the family now that Mario has passed to the hereafter, Andrew Evilized Cuomo. Yeah, you should know, uh, Lou, that his uh, faithful dog, uh, El Capitan, El Capitan was there. Again, he has not been fixed. He brought him back from the governor's mansion on Eagle Street. He has been accompanying uh, the governor ever since, the (laughs) ex-governor. They still refer to him as governor. And El Capitan was humping all the guests because he hasn't been uh, given the the snip. He hasn't been given a bris. Oh, my God. He's just like Andrew Evilice Cuomo, who needs to have a bris in which to moil actually cuts all the way. But anyway, I digress. Uh, that's an update about El Capitan. By the way, if you listen to Andrew Evilized Cuomo's uh, p- podcast, of which apparently only six people are, you got to pay for the right to be tortured by listening to this guy. Uh, there's six people listening, all members of his family. There's nobody going to pay to listen to Andrew Evilized Cuomo, but he tells the story of how he was recently walking El Capitan. And they were attacked by a coyote. Anyway, uh, a little bit of accompanying music here, Lou. I need to set the mood. Because anytime we talk about La Cuomo Nostra, we have to have the music that accompanies the sixth family of organized crime. We know they are the Bananos, the Columbos, the Lucases, Genovese, Gambinos, but there's also the Colombo, a.k.a. Cuomo crime family. And boy, they were all in the house to celebrate Andrew's 65th birthday. There was Fredo. Oh, yeah, Fredo was a bit half in the bag. But Fredo wanted to welcome everybody because when you're in the internal sanctum of Team Cuomo, 
who has hit the uh, mattresses. They're stirring the marinara sauce at their compound in the Hamptons, of which they listen every time I'm on the air because I am a critic till the day I die. They listen on our sister station, WLIR, which reaches out to the east end of Long Island where they're hunkered down. Not only is it Andrew Evilize Cuomo, not only is it Fredo Quis Cuomo, but their wartime consigliere Joe Pacoco, who's just finished a six-year bid in Camp Fed, and now he's appealing it before the United States Supreme Court. And, of course, uh, they'll rule in his favor because they all take gratuities. They all take gifts in the United States Supreme Court as justices, free travel, free gifts, and envelopes overseas that are stuffed with scato. So they'll rule 9 nothing in his favor. But let's get down to the, um, the greetings, the salutations and greetings to La Cuomo Nostra. This is the way that Fredo Chris, Chris Cuomo talks when he's in the internal compound of Cuomoites and those who support Andrews return to power like Napoleon from Elba, who eventually returned, who was in exile. He says he will return. But listen to Fredo first. Boy, well, see, I've dubbed it La Cuomo Nostra. Uh, that there is a there is a group of people of politicos who always hint that they might run but don't necessarily plunge all the way, and they are members of La Coma Nostra. <laughs> so who am I then, Fredo? Yes, exactly. So you better be careful that they that your brother Andrew doesn't kiss you on both cheeks, and then all of a sudden they take you out into the middle of the lake, and then where's Chris? He kisses me plenty, but because he's a great big brother, I think that in fairness. Uh, to Andrew and really anybody who comes from a family of service, I think you got to judge everybody individually. A family of service? Yeah, you serve the people. That's what Andrew Evilized Cuomo did. Serve the people and ripped us off. Did you believe this? But in front of the Cuomoites, naturally they speak in their own language, the language of corruption which is a language of politics, and it's not just the Democrats who are guilty of this. The Republicans are, too. But it's a language that is incestuous to elected officials and those running for office. Corruption. And then Birthday Boy took to the bully pulpit, and because he was amongst his supporters and Cuomoites, he said what he has said on other occasions— that for people like myself, people like uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin, people who are Republicans or conservatives, it's time to get the hell out of the state of New York. Are they these extreme conservatives who are right to life, a poor assault weapon, anti-gay? Is that who they are? Because if that's who they are, and if they are the extreme conservatives... They have no place in the state of New York, so this because that's not who New Yorkers are. It's not who we are. He uh, continues to tell us to leave on his 65th birthday, and New Yorkers are, as well as people from Jersey and Connecticut and Pennsylvania, and they're heading to DeSantis land, Freedom Land, and in Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown. Uh, the exodus continues. Are you happy are you happy, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, as you listen out in your compound, your Fredo compound, 
in the East End of Long Island on WLIR. Of course you are, because you hope to return to power like Napoleon on Elba. And then uh, you said what you really meant then, and you mean now. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. Uh, can I hear that one more time? Uh, uh, please, Lou, uh, one more time. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. America was never that great. Let me see. Uh, when uh, you tell the story of your family coming over from Italy, opening up a little grocery store in South Jamaica, your father who used to wear the same shoes every day. In fact, Lou, he tells the story that he still wears Mario's shoes. By the way, he never refers to him as daddy, pops, father. It's always Mario. And I thought that was the uh, American story, rags to riches, right? Because obviously they're worth gazillions of dollars now. But, uh, no. And then, of course, it's continuing war. Not on illegal aliens, not on MS-13, not on 18th Street, not on Trinitarios, criminal aliens, but rather on the brave men and women of ICE. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. Who showed up at the uh, 65th birthday party of Andrew Evelice Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the Santa Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I? Hey, it was Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. With his corrupt amigos like Frank Caron, his outgoing chief of staff. And you know what he said? When it was time to salute and give birthday uh, gratuities. To Andrew Evelice Cuomo. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. And the criminal enterprise continued as Cuomoites uh, are now being hired by the Adams administration as so many are fleeing what they know will be a series of uh, subpoenas and indictments that will be coming down the pipe. But let me just speak of that because one uh, person's name you could not mention in this birthday tribute to uh, Andrew Evilice Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Faccia Bruta, Cuomo, King Cuomo I, was the name of his inquisitor. They called her words that I cannot repeat on the airwaves, so the FCC will knock me off. Let's just say uh, in Italian, Lou... Well, I will say it. They called her a putain. You know who they're talking about. They're talking about the Attorney General of the State of New York, Tish James. Tish James, who uh, herself has now created uh, double trouble because there are double standards. Do as I say, not as I do. Oh, it is so common with elected officials and those running for office it's almost incestuous at times between Democrats and Republicans. I don't really separate the two. So here was Tish James, who made her bones in politics, running in Brooklyn on the Working Families Party for a city council seat that was vacated because at the time Councilman Davis was shot in the well of city council at City Hall by an outraged constituent. They had a special election. 
She won, and she has been loyal to the Working Families Party ever since. The Working Families Party stands for two things. A, defund the police. B, defund the prisons. And imagine, as the highest elected law enforcement official in New York State, she uh, she believes that right down to the marrow of her bone. But we're not talking about that. Because the only thing she ever comments on is Trump, 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 sue Donald Trump, sue his family, sue his businesses, sue anything that has the acronym uh, T-R-U-M-P on it. But this has to do with the fact that she covered up uh, the perv who was in her own office, a man that she depended on for many years, Ibrahim Khan, the... uh, the revenge of Khan was upon women who worked in her office, first as public advocate and then as attorney general. This guy had Velcro mitts. He would put his paws on women outside of the office at gatherings and festivities and inside the office. He could not be stopped. He should have been stopped when she was public advocate and he was her chief of staff. He uh, was not exposed although he might well have exposed his personal uh, body parts uh, to females to prove to them that he was not suffering from erectile dysfunction. She refuses to indicate what the accusations were against him, although one of those who were abused revealed that there was a pattern of sexual abuse, a pattern that the attorney general was well aware of. Now, remember, her claim to fame attorney general, Tish James, was that she went after the perv, the governor perv, was Cuomo. And absolutely, Cuomo hid behind the fact that his Italian-American culture made him a hands-on governor. Get out of here. But when it comes to Ibrahim Khan, he was perving women, both as chief of staff uh, when she was public advocate, which is a no-show job. We basically pay you to go out and run for higher office. Many people have abused that position. De Blasio, Mark Green, Tish James, we can go on and on. And then he went out and campaigned for her, both to be public advocate and actually to be attorney general, and was perving staff both uh, in the agency and outside of the agency on a regular basis. And she took the code of America. Meantime, she was asked on New York One, why the hell didn't you debate Michael Henry? Great candidate, Republican conservative candidate, uh, who was running against her, who was neck and neck with her at a time in the polls. And she said, oh, uh, the reason I, I, I didn't debate Michael Henry, he was a MAGA Republican who said some untruths about me. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo, you liar. You liar. Look, even Hochul, crime wave Kathy Hochul debated uh, Lee Zeldin, who you could have said was a MAGA Republican who said some untruths about Holcomb, right? You fake, phony, fraudulent fagacy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Check this out. 
No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Macedonia, Phil, if you ever able to go to Moscow like I've been to Moscow, the seven towers of Stalin have been turned into discos and casinos. This is number one, Lou, with a bullet. You better get up and dance when they play the Putin song because you'll get a bullet all right in the back of your head from a Kalashnikov rifle. It's uh, all hands. On deck, all hands on deck. And we see the number one main story is the swap. This is not like fantasy baseball or when you used to call in all talk sports radio and you say, how many many people do you think we could get if if we traded Mickey Mantle? And then John Sterling was at WMCA. He was like the Bob Grant of sports talk radio with Telekid. You schmuck, you putz. Yankees would never trade Mickey Mantle. Thank God they never did. But I digress. So we have uh, Brittany Griner, uh, six foot nine, all WNBA basketball player. She is supposedly the first woman that ever dunked in a game. I doubt that. But anyway, let's give her cred. Uh, she gets busted by the Russian authorities for bringing in vapes with marijuana. Which you better not say they set me up because, hey, look, Americans do that all the time now. Come on. And especially in the NBA. Lou, you may have remembered the story of uh, Robert Parrish, who played center for the Boston Celtics, remember? And he was getting marijuana delivered to him in envelopes of Federal Express almost every other day. And he'd be smoking reefer, claiming he had pains uh, after NBA games. And then the DEA busted him, and he said, oh, that's not my Federal Express envelope. Come on. So we know she did. We know that before she uh, was taken captive uh, in the gulag of the old Soviet Union, a.k.a. Putin's Russia, that she, in fact, had disparaged America. She was no fan of America. She was not waving the American flag. She was taking a knee. She was disparaging our country all during the summer of 2020 after Floyd was killed in the streets of South Minneapolis by the Minneapolis police. We know that. Hey, and she's probably proud of that. Now, the fact that the swap was done, Lou, do you think when she comes back, because she's in the UAE now, that's her first stop, but when she comes back to the motherland, the United States, do you think she'll be waving two small American flags, you know, thanking the fact, oh, my God, this country is so great. I didn't realize it. I had to experience Midnight Express Russian style, right? No. And you know who she could actually learn from? George Foreman. Remember George Foreman, hero, wins the uh, Olympic Games 1968 heavyweight uh, gold medal, then becomes the heel against Muhammad Ali, then becomes the hero again with his uh, grill. But anyway, recently George Foreman was asked, if you had to do anything uh, again in your life, what would you do? And he said, 
You know, in 1968 Olympics, when I represented the U.S., days before I entered the ring against the uh, Soviet fighter for the gold medal, John Carlos, by the way, was from the Bronx, Tommy Smith, uh, they won uh, medals, and on the medal stand, they had the black club fists and their heads bowed uh, against America. And he said, so when I, when I beat the Russian uh, for the Olympic gold medal, you saw me parading around the ring with a small American flag waving it. He said, if I could have done it again, I would have waved two American flags. So let's see if Brittany Griner actually waves any American flags. The over-under point spread is she probably won't. And let me talk about this guy, Victor Boot. You would think he was the worst criminal that ever existed, merchant of death. How could we release him? Hey, 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 wait a second. What about our CIA? Lou, CIA stands for Criminals in Action. Who do we give arms to, to Adnan Khashoggi? Remember Adnan Khashoggi, the Saudi arms dealer? was worth $4 billion, oftentimes featured on Robin Leach's Lifetime of the Rich and Famous. Remember the whoremonger whose arms deals funded a playboy lifestyle of decadence and pleasure wives who actually procured weapons for the Mujahideen that Jimmy Carter wanted weaponized against the Russians who had invaded Afghanistan. Remember, Dan, rather than doing reports for CBS News with the Shmatan who said, oh, the great Mujahideen. And who are one of the leaders of the Mujahideen? Al-Qaeda leaders, Osama bin Laden. And who did we free from the bowels of an Egyptian jail because uh, he had issued a fatwa that led to the assassination of Anwar Sadat in 1981 as he was doing a military review? How could you forget Sheikh Omar Abdel Rahman, the Santa Claus hat-wearing blind Sheikh of hate, who would constantly, while touring America... That's right, we freed him from the jails of Egypt for leading the assassination against Anwar Sadat, who made peace with uh, Menachem Begin. Remember the Camp David Accords with Jimmy Carter? That was historic. And you know what he got? He got shot 52 times uh, for, for that service. And it was Sheikh Omar Abdel Rahman. So our CIA gets him out of jail in Egypt. We send him on a tour around the United States to raise money for the Mujahideen, in which he's advocating death to America, death to Israel. And he issued a fatwa on each uh, of the uh, uh, mosques that he went to to speak to kill Jews and rob banks. Our CIA did this. And where did they get the arms for? to arm the Mujahideen, who eventually became al-Qaeda. Hey, Adnan Khashoggi. And who paid for it? We are CIA tax dollars that they're not accountable for. So please, I don't want to hear about Victor Boot being the worst merchant of death of all time. Please, please, nowhere near our CIA, criminals in action, who funded, who funded al-Qaeda, when they were the Mujahideen, who encouraged them, who knew that they wanted to destroy Western civilization, but to give us one up on Brezhnev and the old Soviet Union that had invaded Afghanistan, Jimmy Carter said, let's get them at whatever they need. And where did we go? Our very dear friend Adnan Khashoggi, the real merchant of death who would sell to anybody. The problem we have here, though, is that we have left behind Paul Whelan. 
Marine was convicted in Russia of espionage. I don't doubt that he was involved in espionage. We spy on them. They spy on us. That's, that, that goes on since the beginning of the uh, Soviet Union under uh, Vladimir Lenin and then eventually uh, Uncle Joe Stalin. So let's look at it here. The whole concept of the U.S. military, and I never served in the United States military, not in the Marine Corps, not in the Navy, not in the Army, Air Force, or Coast Guard was. We never leave a man behind. I think that was the old code. Now you'd have to change it. We never leave a man, a woman, or anyone who's non-binary behind, which is their code. So why are we leaving Paul Whalen behind? He's a Marine. He served our country. He did espionage for our country against our enemy, Vladimir Putin, and the uh, new uh, czarist Russia versus the old Soviet Union of Khrushchev and company. Well, well, that's to be continued. And now we have another story that involves uh, Kanye West, right? Kanye West, who couldn't wait to drop another song in which he had uh, some of his uh, latest but worst anti-Semitic remarks. So he drops a song, Lou, and naturally he puts it out on the playlist that he has always put out his music. And so who finally decides, you can't do this, Kanye, the world Jewish Congress president, Ronald Lauder, I call him the perfume uh, queen because that's how he's made his millions and millions of dollars in the perfume business. Anyway, Ronald Lauder is the world Jewish Congress president, and he said that Apple and Spotify should remove Kanye's music for in perpetuity. Now, let me ask you a question if you're a historian. I remember the go, going to see... A, um, Coppola's uh, Apocalypse Now, great film. You know, with Marlon Brando, I mean, in a drug-induced psychosis there in the jungles of Laos. I think it was Laos or Cambodia, what? And then all of a sudden, Martin Sheen, who was part of the CIA criminals in action, who was trying to track him down. And then remember Robert Duvall, who was in the helicopters as they come ashore And he says, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You know, the song that they were playing was The Ride of the Valkyries by Wagner. Wagner, who was a uh, German composer of great renown, but a virulent anti-Semite. And, by the way, loved Hitler. In fact, I think uh, Hitler uh, ascended into power the very uh, year that Wagner died and went straight to hell without an asbestos suit. Yeah, so, hey. Ronald Lauder, should uh, the right of the Valkyries be banned from all time? Should I be suspended for playing this song, Lou, because it's offensive to some who are Jews? Because it represents a composition created by Wagner, one of the most virulent anti-Semites ever to live, who praised Hitler even on his deathbed as Hitler was ascending into power. It's almost like a tag team. You had Wagner then... And Kanye West now saying, yeah, Wagner, go, go. Not, 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 no, no, not former Mayor Robert Wagner or his uh, son, uh, who was a very dear friend of Ed Koch. I'll leave it at that. Uh, but the point being is, hey, Ronald Lauder, do we ban Wagner, Wagner and the Ride of the Valkyries and his other concertos? The answer is no. And let me tell you something about... Ronald Lauder. I can remember when there was an effort by 
Alphonse Aliboy D'Amato, the scratchiata, who uh, prompted uh, Ronald Lauder to run for the mayor of the city of New York to do one thing and one thing alone, damage Michael Buttigieg and a man who uh, saved this city, Rudy Giuliani. It was the first time around. It was 1988, and then David Dinkins was uh, running for mayor under the whole concept that he would be uh, New York City's first African-American mayor, and he could bring racial peace. He beat Ed Koch in the primaries, and, yeah, it was very racially divisive before that, especially the last term of Ed Koch. So now Alphonse Aliboy D'Amato, who hated, hated Rudy Giuliani, hates me too, good, I mean good company, prompted up the perfume queen, Ronald Lauder, to run in a primary against Rudy. I'll never forget how, how funny it was. Uh, there it is there, walking around the Bronx. It's almost like uh, they were lost in the Bronx. <laughs> it was like a, a cut out of the bonfire of the vanities. They were running for their lives. But he continued to run as a conservative to damage Rudy Giuliani, to damage Rudy Giuliani. I can never forgive this guy, just like I can never forgive Alphonse Sally Boy D'Amato, who would have uh, made it so that Rudy Giuliani could not become the mayor who saved this city, who single-handedly, like a bull in a china shop, turned back all the repressive democratic measures that had turned this into fear city. And see, now you know the rest of the story. So, uh, Ronald Lauder, no. We don't ban things. This is America. Uh, Maybe tomorrow we'll do Two Life Crew banned in the USA. Ronald Lauder, your old fogey. We don't ban things in the USA. That's what's called freedom of speech. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. But it's like a bitter, uh, bitter herb for me to swallow. This is not my music, but because I am doing the Sid rap, as you know, every morning it's Sid Rosenberg. Who uh, it's now been renamed Sid Rosenberg and Friends, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. I have been delegated by Sid to do the wrap-up of what was on from 6 to 10. And I was told I have to play this song by Iris. Uh, Iris uh, by the Google Dolls. I would never have this on my playlist. I hate this song. It is so, my God, it is so depressing. We got to swap out this song, right? Look, Brittany Griner, right, for boot. Uh, I got to swap this song out if I'm going to continue to do this Sid rap. I hate this. I loathe this. I despise this song. Enough of that song. Enough of that song. I fulfilled my contractual obligations to WABC by playing that song in the Sid rap. This is a segment where I taketh and I giveth. That means I was listening intently, as all of you should be, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, to the new show, even though it's an old show, but it's just been renamed. It's a rebrand, Sid Rosenberg and Friends. And one of his frequent guests, obviously, is Bill O'Reilly. 
And boy, Bill O'Reilly was drilling down on him over that name. I have some questions. You know I'm a simple man. Um, even more simple than you, and really, that is. So my first question is, which friends, the ones in prison or on parole? Well, I've got friends who, are, who actually are both in prison yeah, I know. and on parole. Are we going to concentrate? Are we going to have certain days? Are we going to have, like, Sid's friends who have been convicted of felony day? Listen, I would love to do that. I would go to Rikers Island tomorrow and bring all my friends on. I think it would be a fascinating show, don't you? Now, think of that. I would applaud Sid Rosenberg for doing that because um, I'm one of the few guys that he knows who's actually had to do time on Rikers Island when the police, in the first 13 years after I started the Guardian Angels, before Rudy was elected and called the police off of the Guardian Angels, I actually would be shipped to Rikers Island. To await arraignment. I'd be in a dormitory with 40 guys, man. I couldn't close my eyes or I'd catch a beatdown. I was in the Bing, right? Solitary confinement. I was in PC, protective custody, because the general population wanted to kill me. I know all about Rikers Island, C-74, C-76. So that's a good idea, Lou. Let's take it to the rock. You may not realize this, but uh, when David Dinkins was mayor... And he had appointed the state senator, Ponte, I think her name was, a woman of no consequence, to be uh, commissioner of, uh, of the prisons. I actually did a live show from the bowels of uh, Rikers Island. So I'm on board with that. Then, oh, wait, can we rename this? Uh, Phil, Phil, take the, take the notes, please, uh, Macedonian Phil. Can it be renamed Sid Rosenberg with Friends, Fiends, and, uh, hmm, foes, friends, fees, and foes, friends, fees, and foes. I'm a foe. There are fiends that he has out there, and obviously there are friends. Number two, I heard uh, Ryan Kilmeade talking with uh, Frank Morano on the other side of midnight about how they were attacking uh, Sid Rosenberg for being uh, narcissistic. Guilty of narcissism. Listen to their conversation. A lot of people believe Sid may be bordering on some sort of narcissism. Is there a danger by giving Sid national television exposure that you're sort of creating a monster that the rest of us who are in the hall with him on a daily basis then have to deal with? TV psychologist uh, Dr. Drew has also called me on this same issue about Sid's narcissism. And uh, it's something I played into. I don't feel good about uh, so, but he does excel. Let me uh, go through the list of things that are attributable to also Brian Kilmeade, Frank Morano, myself, and everyone else here at WABC, whether male, female, or non-binary. The definition of a narcissistic individual, they think very highly of oneself. Well, let's say, face it, Sid is guilty of that, right, uh, Macedonian Phil, and so is everybody else here including me, uh, they need admiration. Oh, I mean, come on. They want callers who call up and stroke them, who pull their chain and chew their BVDs or their bloomers. We're all like that. I mean, look at me. Lou, I'm a 68-year-old man walking around with a red beret and a costume on because people recognize me. Yeah, we love you, Guardian Angel. If I wasn't dressed with my red beret and red sateen jacket, people would treat me like a person of no consequence. Uh, the definition of narcissism uh, is 
that you believe that others are inferior. Well, that, that's true. I mean, look how we treat the staff, right? The production team. When everything goes well, we take credit for everything. When things go bad, learn this, Macedonian Phil. Lou knows this. We blame the production team. We never blame ourselves. Oh, it's Lou. It's Macedonian Phil. You know, I blame my crew. We all blame our crews. We never impale ourselves and take responsibility. And I would say this is probably the main trait of a narcissistic uh, personality, which uh, there's no doubt that uh, Sid Rosenberg is, I am, and everybody here who does a program. We want and demand to be in control of everything. Am I right or wrong about that, Luke? Everything. Take credit for all the music. Take credit for everything. Look at Sid every day. I do everything. I did everything. Then we always have a storyline in our heads about what you should say, right? So when he's talking to Macedonian Phil, he wants Macedonian Phil to respond in a certain way, which, of course, Macedonian Phil's been hit too many times in the head, going from Bushwick uh, to the L train. The brothers are like, I mean, like turning you into a speed bump. You're stung out. And then when you don't behave as expected, we become upset. Look at me. I, I, I exploded before this program, right? I said, where's Kevin? Where, where, where's Justin Allen? Damn it! These podcasts, these videos. Oh, don't they know we got a live program to do? Did I not exhibit the narcissistic uh, and uh, tendencies of a man suffering from narcissism and a guy who can't even pronounce the word, I might add. Now, notice I'm uh, stumbling and fumbling over that word. When you don't behave as expected, Macedonian Phil, or Lou, or anybody else here at WABC, we all become upset. We explode. We're in a rage. How dare they? They've impeded on our time. So I stand with Sid Rosenberg. I, too, am a... No, 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 no. I, too, am a guilty of... Nonsense... I can't even pronounce the word, man. It's like it's a five-dollar word. It's multi-syllabic. How about having a humongous ego that we need to have a crane take us in and out of the room?